Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, Saul Marquez here. I get what a phenomenal asset a podcast could be for your business, and also how frustrating it is to navigate editing and production, monetization, and achieving the ROI you're looking for. Technical busy work shouldn't stop you from getting your genius into the world, though. You should be able to build your brand easily with a professional podcast that gets attention. A patched up podcast could ruin your business. Let us do the technical busy work behind the scenes while you share your genius on the mic and take the industry stage. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Saul Marquez here. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Matthew Zachary. 10 years after surviving brain cancer at age 21, concert pianist and composer, Matthew Zachary created the first health podcast, founded Stupid Cancer, the not-for-profit responsible for igniting a global movement advocating for AYA, adolescent young adult cancer programs, and support that brought dignity in the face of health adversity. After stepping down as Stupid Cancer's CEO in 2019, Matthew continues his legacy of building community, galvanizing the patient voice, and blowing up the status quo with off-script media. The first digital health podcast network focused on advocacy, education, and empowerment. We're going to have a great discussion with Matthew today and uh, super privileged to have him here with us. So Matthew, welcome. We've got to get that boilerplate to less words. I'm so sorry you had to read all that. <laughs> nah, man, it's all very interesting things. And I mean, at the core of it, Matthew, kudos, you you survived brain cancer. Just, I mean, right there, right? I mean, the first question that I ask all of our guests is, why healthcare? What ignites your fire? Talk to us about that and just let us know more. Well, I got drafted into it. You know, <laughs> you always joke like no one wakes up and says, can't wait to get brain cancer so I become an advocate one day. That was not what I was thinking at 20 years old in college. Yeah. I was studying to be a film composer. That was my, huh. you know, who knows what the hell they want to do when they're 19. I did. <laughs> so, but I got derailed. Uh, my left hand stopped working as a huh. um, early effect of not even knowing there was a tumor in my head. Wow. But I was diagnosed eventually. I did reclaim my left hand after five years, but I fell back on plan B when I didn't die, which was advertising, marketing, and brand and creative and I fixed Macintoshes in the 1990s. Any geeks out there that remember Mac OS 7, join the club. That eventually led myself to find uh, my first peer. We, we talk about like the need to not be alone and find someone that will judge you and talk about niche market. This guy's name's Craig. He was also bald Jewish from New York, went to my alma mater and was in the same acapella group as me. And I'm like, nice. where the hell were you? <laughs> so that's how I figured out he said, like, how'd you like to be a cancer advocate? And I said, what the hell's a cancer advocate? So that was my trigger. I didn't know at that point that it was possible for me to do anything besides just kind of trudge through my 20s, miserable, alone, depressed, infertile, impotent, you know, and scrawny and, and having no self-confidence. So that was the trigger that brought me down this huge rabbit hole for the last 18 years. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, what a great story. Obviously, you're strong. You know, you've made it through a lot. Many of us cannot understand what you've been through. And as a patient going through the pain, gosh, it's so important for us to have the right type of representation, the right, the right type of team of a company 
of a community of an organization that understands, right? And so I love that you've gone through it, Matthew, and and now you're helping others. So talk to us a little bit uh, about Offscript Media. What are you guys up to? How are you adding value to the ecosystem? Right. So just to predicate, the preface is that I bring with me an understanding of what life was like before the internet as a cancer patient Mm -hmm. and how we had to find our tribes and learn the hard way and work with others who were equally lost on building the infrastructure we have today that everyone should take for granted because why would you need to know that this thing was fought in 2002 when this bill passed, we're here today. What Offscript Media does is off the heels of what I did running and founding Stupid Cancer, largely as a traditional media broadcast arm for patient voices because there wasn't one. Yes, we were a nonprofit. Yes, we we did programs and events and fundraising and all sorts of traditional nonprofit partnerships, but we were unique in the sense that I was the Howard Stern of cancer Mm. and got behind the mic every Monday live just for the cheap seats in the back millennials live meant you couldn't listen to it if you missed it. So (laughs) we had harnessed an opportunity that is irreplicable to run the stupid cancer show for 500 episodes across 14 years and four and a half million downloads. And it was really a phenomenon. And when I left stupid cancer for many, many reasons, which I did write about on LinkedIn is I missed being behind a mic. I missed being a voice. And I didn't just want to, you know, start a podcast because that's what everyone does really was more along the lines of how can we look at, I would say the loss of traditional media in the noise of social media on how can people find access to voices and not videos or websites. And I'm not as competition to them, but as augment to them. So Oscar Media's brainchild DNA is essentially patient advocacy to hear voices of people, to, to feel not alone, to learn, to have behavior change, to educate based on information you didn't ever expect to have to listen to. That's the antithetical no market approach <laughs> to what we stand for. And it's it's so contrapuntal to the way businesses start up. I think that's cool, man. I think that's really cool and necessary. And I think the one thing, you know, and I'd, I want to hear this from you, but just getting to know you here right before the the podcast that we're recording, you know, we folks, we had a, a really great chat. Matthew seems to keep things very straightforward. We don't beat around the bush. And a lot of times that's what we need, you know, as if you're somebody dealing with the chronic illness, a challenging disease. And so talk to us about what you believe, Matthew, makes off script, no tea, off script. <laughs> no tea, damn it. <laughs> no tea. <laughs> off script media, unique and different and valuable. What well, we're driven by the rage of angry patients and not by serial entrepreneurs looking to exit to Amazon in seven years. Nothing against those folks. I'm all for capitalism. But the idea of purpose-driven media doesn't really exist, at least from my crow's nest, because you shouldn't have to be a cancer survivor who happened to run a nonprofit to have perspective on private sector business launches. I happen to be one. There are a few of me in this country, and we all follow this creed of yeah, we can do well and do good, but what does it actually mean? So so at the core of this media company is the philosophy that the entire healthcare system quote isn't broken. It's designed not to work on behalf of consumers by intent. So which is, again, if this is capitalism and this is free market or whatever the regulations are, the point is that when you get sick, 
when something bad happens to you that you were not expecting, whether it's cancer, rare disease, a car accident, suicide in the family, whatever it is, you enter a shopping mall that you've never been in before. You have no directories. You have no guidance. Abe Simpson is not there with his Walmart blazer welcoming you into the store. There's no greeter. So at the end of the day, who protects you to make sure you are guaranteed the liberty of choice and access that's best for you? It's as fundamental as that. So with that in mind, this isn't about serving content we hope you can listen to. This isn't splattering the wall and hoping a million people go to our landing page. This is about helping that one woman who has sarcoma and has to factor in infertility versus versus um, a, a limb resection and what's valuable to her, right? It's that conversation at the granular level of human dignity that is the mission behind this entire business. That's phenomenal. And this is the type of stuff that we need more of, Matthew. We we need more real and more raw because that's that's what we find ourselves in when we get into these these circumstances, that mall that you've never been to, as you call it. And so talk to us about how you guys are making a difference, you know, maybe an example of how somebody that found your content was able to make a better decision as a result. Well, what's interesting is, you know, we're a year old. This was crafted before we knew what coronavirus was. Mm -hmm. And we had all these wonderful intentions of a launch and a whole campaign. And that got shot to shit because of everything that happened in 2020. So we had to pivot. And I hate that word, but <laughs> the irony of like the loudmouth cancer advocate getting behind a mic during a pandemic when cancer patients had no idea what the hell to do and think and no one governmental institution or nonprofit rose to the occasion, I was able to be a kind of voice of reason and collaborate with the groups that I worked with for the past 15, 16 years and, you know, <laughs> find out how it's done to coronavirus, what the hell it was. And then, then I got COVID myself. And I was just another story about yeah. whatever, whatever. So it, it changed the way in which we were able to understand the power of voice when shit happens. So it, it moved forward. This one thing we were going to do last year, which we're doing now in terms of how do we actually help? How are we just not a nice to have? And we're launching a CRO, a clinical research organization, think tank, as part of our growth and expansion for this year to create the first audio intervention studies on the value of presenting patients with something to listen to besides maybe watch or read. And if that can convert their behavior to reduce stress, reduce all the things that we want to have patients experience as an intervention, here's the show you didn't know you needed to listen to. We're sorry you have to listen to it, but hopefully by listening to it, X will happen. And can that be measured clinically, academically to become a covered benefit one day, like music therapy or or um, transcendental meditation. That's the big idea is let's just not be a nice to have fun, entertaining cancer show or rare disease show or health policy show. Is it possible? And just suppose that just by listening will be just the same as just by watching. This behavior changes has cost benefits, health economic gains, productivity gains, economic, all the, all the stuff that we want to see happen by 2022. Yeah, I think that's that's fantastic, Matthew. And and um, we're starting to see more of it. You think four or five years ago was non-existent, but today I feel like CMS has made some moves to start recognizing 
some of these outside of the box therapies like music, like audio, like, you know, just lifestyle as as a therapeutic. There's CPT codes for the stuff now. And it's it's phenomenal. So the time is right. And as we think about how we can use the arts to to cure ourselves, I'm excited by it. And to think that you and your team are going to create the content to make that happen is is exciting. However, all of this stuff doesn't happen easily, right? You, I'm sure you've run into setbacks. Let's talk about some of those and maybe one or two that you feel have been very defining and that you've learned a ton from. Well, when you identify a white space, it's fucking scary. People are like, what? Really? How? I don't understand. I guess I have a sense of of reputation and and recognition that I'm trustworthy enough to invest or I mean, we're not we don't have investors, but to commercially to, to build a commercialization strategy around an idea, not akin to Bill Gates selling DOS to Xerox with no code ever written in 1977. But the, the premise is basically there. I was able to demonstrate a stupid cancer that the power of voice, which just to dovetail, this is really just radio. It's radio on demand, but that's all podcasts are. And it's about voice talent as much as it is the message being conveyed by the voice talent. Anyone can get behind a mic. Anyone can be theatrical. But to combine those in a way that is data-driven is very unique. And that was the, the, uh, the assumptions that I were making to my partners and my commercial friends and all the network folks that I know in the bio zero universe. This is a just suppose. It's a think tank. It's a membership-based think tank to prove a concept. So the snag was really like, what? That can't be a thing. I'm like, how has it not been a thing? And why can't it be a thing? Let's see if it's a thing. So obviously the other struggle, of course, is like, you know, we're a company building an entire seven-figure startup strategy in a pandemic with limitations. And we hate Zoom. We have to use Zoom. We have to hire people over Zoom. Just the general nature of building a company during a pandemic itself has been nothing but hurdle after hurdle. Learning how other people have been doing that has been very helpful. Going to LinkedIn, reading, even Clubhouse now has these groups talking about how the hell are you doing this during a pandemic? I think the advantage we have is that this is all digital. We're not doing in real life. This is content. People are now embracing audio more than ever because they're bored as shit <laughs> and we're sick and tired of video. So a um, very long and short question. Like nothing's really easy, but if you genuinely believe what you're trying to do is radically uh, a radical departure from anything else that's out there, enough people will believe in you to get it started and prove it. Yeah. Well said. Well said, Matthew. And obviously, you know, in our space, there's the importance of having that, you know, you got to follow the money, sadly, but true, mm -hmm. right? So yep. you're aware of how to operationalize and, and how this thing could get adopted and how the players get paid. That's how you get the, the, the benefits to the patients. And I love that you're honed in on that. It's critical. As you think about what you're most excited about today, Matthew, what would you say that is? Well, there's two things. One's a passion project that I finally get to do as kind of like a, a throwaway fun thing, which is I'm now a, a podcast documentarian. We are producing sort of my semi-autobiographical documentary series called Cancer Rebels, which tells the 50-year history of ad specific advocates that got shit done that you never heard of. Wow, Basically how cool. I led the open conversation, no one needs to know the sausage was made in 1998, but there was some sausage made in 1998. Mm -hmm. And it's worth telling that story. 
In 71, that was the War on Cancer Act by Nixon. This coming December, as of this taping in January 2021, is the 50th anniversary of that. So I'm telling that story of how we got from 71 to the word survivorship to psychosocial research to the breast cancer act up, you know, blood on the fur movement that got everything really moving to the Livestrong days to pre-internet social media and community aggregation to the government embracing the fact that people aren't dying anymore, to genomics, to choice, to access, to health equity. It's been such a phenomenal storyboarded progression that's ever been told. So that's one thing that's coming out at at ASCO, virtual ASCO. When is that coming out? Uh, June this year. All right, man. Keep us posted. In fact, uh, when you're done with it, or at least launch it, come back on. Tell us about it because- I'd love to share that with everyone listening. I'm sure yeah. if you're, you're thinking, yeah, that'd be a great series. Well, it'll we'll be get, big. Uh, Matthew Eight back to 10 on. episodes uh, working with the CDC, the NCI, so the cool. NIH, all the Beltway. I love it. It's exciting. So that's my sort of a pet project for the year. But what I'm most excited about genuinely is to prove through evidence-based outcome driven, whatever the clinical trial of an audio podcast is, that it is possible to create a covered audio as a covered benefit to improve a patient outcome, get them enrolled in a trial, reduce their stress, make them more aggressive, give them more chutzpah to talk to the doctor, uh, keep them on their prescriptions more. There is a way to do that, especially in the, the Black community, the Inuit community, the Asian American community. And in addition to that, just speaking to all the commercial officers and the CTOs that are listening to the show, all the f- amazing genius stuff that you're doing to bring to market is irrelevant if a human doesn't know it exists. And they're at the mercy of whether a doctor is incentivized or not, can follow Hippocrates or not. A prescriber is only limited to what they can possibly do. How do you guarantee that patient knows your amazing diagnostic exists to prevent esophageal cancer or get this screening? Like we're at a space now, which is good to have. You don't just kind of die anymore. Good problem to have. But how do you live now with choice? That is what I'm most excited to bring to market we can quantify some kind of righteous guarantee that that poor schmuck in the mall you didn't want to shop in is made aware of things that help make their life better, that can profit the industry. Yeah, no, I, I love it, Matthew. And, and um, the mission is fantastic. And coming from where you've come, you know, and the experience that you've had, uh, you know, you're amazing for doing this. So I appreciate you sharing it with us today. I guess yeah, as as we start to wrap up our conversation, Matthew, where where can people learn more? How can people engage? What should they do to share? And so tell us how to do all that and give us a closing thought. Well, I first invite your listeners to subscribe to my podcast, which is called Out of Patience, which is just so perfectly tongue-in-cheek, self-demoralizing. <laughs> um, I'm looking for great guests. I'd love to have you on my show. I think there's there's a, a fabulous appetite Let's to keep it. this going forward. I, I'm excited to see my audience scaling. And we have a bunch of other shows on our network. We're kind of a uh, gimlet model where we're producing a network of other shows on cannabis, the National Organization for Rare Disorders, which is very appetizing to the genomics community. We launched their show called Nord Pod, <laughs> which is available where we can do podcasts. Uh, Brave New Weed is our cannabis lifestyle show. We have a really funny uh, Laurel and Hardy type of show with two cardiologists called Am I Dying? It's about hypochondria meets car talk. <laughs> it's hysterical. They're just like too damn funny for themselves. And we're, we're onboarding some other talent to create more, more stuff. So check out offscript.com, out of patience. I'm the only Matthew Zachary somehow on podcast. So just find my That's name cool. and I'm there. But yeah, I welcome feedback, input, tweet me at Matthew Zachary 
or at off, at off script. We're growing. It's exciting. We want to do great things with great companies. Well, Matthew, thank you. And everyone will provide links to Matthew's podcast, Out of Patience, links to Offscript inside of the show notes. So go to outcomesrocket.health. And in the search bar, everybody knows we got a new awesome search bar. You could find anything you want. It's so good. Type in Offscript, no T, O-F-F-C-R-I-P. And uh, you're going to find all of those links there. Make sure you listen. Make sure you share because the work uh, Matthew and his team are up to is is so important and it's going to make a difference. So Matthew, thanks again for for coming on here and, and sharing your passion and mission with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Sol. It was a pleasure. Hey, everyone. Saul Marquez here. Have you launched your podcast already and discovered what a pain it could be to keep up with editing, production, show notes, transcripts, and operations? What if you could turn over the keys to your podcast busy work while you do the fun stuff like expanding your network and taking the industry stage? Let us edit your first episode for free so you can experience the freedom. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more.